All right, welcome in, everyone. It's the Final Score Podcast. Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. And on this week's episode, uh, we'll welcome on uh, Dara Demich, uh, former great soccer player at Brunswick High School, uh, who is now the team's coach. And uh, the Railroaders are off to a 5-2 and two start uh, this season. Uh, they're an experienced uh, team. They're a high-scoring team. They, 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 they score a lot of goals. Uh, so, so we'll talk to Dara about uh, coaching at her alma mater and just what that means to her and just uh, her expectations uh, for, for this talented group she has this season at Brunswick. So we look forward to bringing on uh, Dara Demich in a, in a few minutes. But first, we'll uh, take our weekly look back at the week that was and uh, take a look ahead at the week that uh, is to come uh, here in Frederick County Sports. Uh, John Cannon, as always, uh, joins me for that. John, how are you? Uh, good. Uh, I guess the big news of the week, John, was that the uh, football playoff expansion did pass last Friday. Uh, we've talked about this for the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, where every football team will now make the playoffs, whether regardless of record, you could be the worst team in the world or you could be the best team in the world. You'll be you'll be in the football playoffs this year. And and I, I guess the big question to me remains: Will it just be for this season, which is what it's designed to be, or will this be the way going forward? Um, and do you, do you think that <laughs> that this could be the way going forward um, in future seasons? I would hope not. I mean, I mean, you know, they did it because of the COVID situation. And uh, I mean, okay, in theory, may, if we're still in the same situation next year where teams are losing games because of COVID problems, I hope we aren't for numerous reasons. I guess you could do it again then, but eventually things have to be back, go back to quote unquote normal and, and I think the playoff system would have to go back to Yeah, I mean, in game, games are being lost, we should point out, including here in Frederick County. Uh, Tuscarora uh, did not play their game against Frederick High last week. Uh, they won't play again um, uh, this Friday against Walkersville. Uh, those games have been uh, canceled, I, I believe, due to COVID reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Tuscarora is dealing with a COVID issue on their team. So so games are being lost in Frederick County, and yes, ordinarily that would, that would impact teams playoff positions um so yeah uh, g- games are being lost uh, I, I, I think maybe the rule could have some benefit for some teams this season but um but you're gonna you're gonna wind up seeing a lot of blowout running clock games uh in, in, the, in the first round and just when you look at the big picture you just wonder sort of what 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 point that serves so and the six classifications so now you crown two more state champs and uh, I don't want to say it waters it down, but I mean it. It takes away, you know, you get from four to six, and yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was talking to our Ligonier coach uh, Rick Connor for the for the feature story I wrote about their offensive line this week, and and the playoff expansion came up in our discussion, and he said in Texas they have six classifications, but they have, like have 180 <laughs> schools right. per classification, so you're getting one state champ out of 180 schools. Right. Here in Maryland, it's going to be about 30 schools per classification. They're about 30 or 31. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get one state champ for every 30 schools in Maryland. So mm-hmm. so it, 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 it's just a pretty small sample size for for awarding a, a, a state championship uh, for, for a classification. So we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see the trajectory the pandemic takes over this next year i i with the vaccination level being what it is here in frederick county and elsewhere i can't imagine that this winter will be quite as bad as last 
his last winter was in terms of cases and deaths at least let's hope not but um right. but <clears throat> we'll, we'll we'll see um we'll we'll see what sort of impact that has in the year going forward um elsewhere on the football scene uh, Ligonor and uh, Oakdale played may, uh what will probably end up being the game of the year 54 53 Ligonor wins in overtime uh Kurt Stein uh, goes for the uh winning two-point conversion instead of the game tying extra point in overtime uh, fearing his defense was a little tired and and it was struggling a bit uh the pass falls short in the end zone and, and Ligonor survives uh, with uh, one point overtime win in a game that will be uh, long remembered. Uh, just a high-scoring game. Uh, Ligonor's defense, uh, which had been pretty good for most of the season so far, gave up gave up uh, a lot of big plays. Oakdale, I think, had six touchdowns. They they covered forty yards or more. So that's a, that was a bit uncharacteristic of the Ligonor defense. And, and and credit to Oakdale for for making the plays that they made. They scored on their first offensive play on a long run. Um, uh, and, and then uh, uh, Cameron Dorner, their um, uh, their uh, fantastic uh, wide receiver, uh, uh, made a number of big catches in the final seven minutes. Uh, finished with three touchdowns. So, so credit to Oakdale for playing as well as they did. But but man, uh, Ligonor um, got another great rushing performance from their sophomore running back. Um, uh, Ethan Arneson had a school record 351 yards on 43 carries. Uh, also scored three touchdowns. Um, so just a remarkable performance by Ligonor too. Uh, after falling into an early hole in the game uh, due to Oakdale's uh, 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 touchdowns, um, uh, Ligonor rallied and, and, and had control of the game. Um, the Lancers were up 21 points with about seven minutes to go before Oakdale rallied. So, so just a really spectacular game between Ligonor and uh, Oakdale last week. Um, John, I, I, I believe you saw uh, – it was um, – Brunswick again, right? Yeah, against uh, Rock Ridge, uh, who was uh, Rock Ridge had they were overmatched, and Brunswick's a pretty good team. And uh, I mean, Brunswick scored on the opening kickoff. I mean, a, you know that kind of set the tone. Really, they just really had their way. Right. All night. Yeah, Walkersville uh, beat, beat Thomas Johnson. Catoctin um, uh, lost a very very close game to uh, South Hagerstown. Uh, <clears throat> Urbana, Ur- Urbana lost uh, a, a tough one to uh, Clarksburg. Um, uh, Middletown, uh, Middletown, um, uh, they, they had a win over uh, Boonesboro, I, I, I believe it was, and uh, uh, and, and TJ, um, they had another. Um, uh, they, they, uh, they lost to Wa- Walkersville. Uh, uh, as, as I mentioned, so and St. John's got um, their first win. St. John's got got their first win over that Revolution uh, Don't know much football about team. Uh, they're, they're a Christian school in Hartford County. St. John's got their first win. Uh, Maryland School for the Deaf uh, rolled again um, over uh, Hancock, I believe it was. So, um, so uh, not a lot of uh, surprises, I guess, on on, on the local football scene. Um, but but uh, that Oak, that Oakdale uh, Middletown game uh, was something. Uh, anything uh, jump out as you you put together the prep page this week, John? Uh, any stats or any numbers or anything catch your attention? 
Well, actually, we were talking about boys' soccer. Just um, and look at uh, unless you know, this that's too early. And football, you just talking football wise, or just uh, in general? In general, yeah. Yeah, just some of the boys' soccer teams around here uh, be, will be curious. I mean, like uh, this, you you have your Urbanas and your Tuscaroras and Oakdales, and uh, uh, I want to say I think all those teams are undefeated. So it'll be interesting when they all start playing each other. Yeah, and 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 I think they're doing the CMC title games by divisions again. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think if you could win a small school division, uh, the the Brunswick girls, for for example, if they if they win their division, they'll they'll be back in the CMC title game like they like they were in the spring. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so once these uh, boys teams um, start um going head to head, that'll be interesting. Tuscarora seems to be the cream of the crop. Uh, in, uh. Uh, in, in both boys and girls soccer uh, th- this season, uh, saw Urbana dominate Ligonier in, f- in field hockey um, uh, on Monday night, and in, in what's probably a matchup between our top two field hockey teams. So uh, Ligonier just struggled to do anything against Urbana's uh, defense. They uh, couldn't really possess the ball and they, and they didn't really generate a shot until the final minute of the game so mm-hmm. um so urbana with its more inexperienced team than usual uh looked really dominant on monday night in field hockey so they're the team to beat and i guess they're also the team to beat in in, in volleyball too right john uh yeah they have a couple uh, losses outside of the county but uh they haven't lost uh, to anybody inside the county yet and they uh I want to say they have Oakdale uh, tomorrow night. Am I right? I think I'm right. Mm, on that yeah, that, 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 that'll, that'll be, be a, that'll be a nice test uh, yeah. uh, for them. So, uh, football-wise, this week, I guess it, it's sort of an unusual schedule. Uh, I, I guess the big game is Middletown at Leganor. Um, Middletown, um, their de- their defense has sort of struggled in a lot of a lot, a lot of games so far. So it'll be interesting to see how how the Knights hold up against that Leganor uh, rushing attack. Um, and passing too, yeah, actually, yeah. right? Be interesting, yeah. and, right? Uh, can can the Middletown defense hold up? Um, Tuscarora Walkersville has been canceled. Brunswick uh, plays Clear Spring. Oakdale on Saturday uh, afternoon goes to Fort Hill in what could be a hmm. really interesting game. Oakdale coming off mm-hmm. their uh, their great performance, even though it was a loss, uh, an emotional performance against Ligonier. Now they go to Cumberland to take on the the perennial one A power in Fort Hill. On Saturday afternoon, uh, Urbana goes to Gaithersburg. Uh, Thomas Johnson goes to South Carroll, uh, and uh, Frederick High will host Catoctin uh, in, in in football this week. Uh, private schools: St. John's uh, hosts uh, uh, Paul uh, Charter School, I believe, and uh, MSD um, will host. Um, Actually, yeah, I, I believe they'll host uh, James Buchanan um, of, of, of Pennsylvania School. So that's your week five for Frederick County football, uh, already past the halfway mark uh, in, in the regular season. So, all right, John, I appreciate your time. And uh, when we come back, uh, Dara Demich, uh, Brunswick girls soccer coach, will be with us. Stay tuned, everyone. When Dara Demich was playing soccer not that long ago at Brunswick High School, the Railroaders were a high-scoring bunch that challenged for state titles. Uh, This fall's Brunswick girls soccer team is a high-scoring bunch and has a chance to do uh, the very same thing. 
And the coach of that team is Dara Demich, and uh, we're very happy uh, to have her on this week. Well, well, welcome, Dara. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot right away. <laughs> who, would, who would win in a game between your Brunswick teams and, 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 and the team you coach right now? All right. Um, I would say the team I played on was more athletic. Yeah. The team that I coach right now is more soccer-minded, more technical, um, has year-round players. So I would I would maybe go with the team right now. It, it would be a good game, though, right? I think it could be, yeah. I think it could be competitive. Um, like I said, lots of athletes when I played, but weren't not as many kids playing year-round as what I have right now, as many kids playing club um, compared to I was one kid playing club year-round compared to I now have 12 to 15 kids playing club year-round. Yeah, I, I, I saw you play uh, Catoctin on um, Tuesday night of, of, of this week. And in the second half, you guys were scoring a bunch of goals and, and, and you put uh, basically a whole new lineup in of reserves just to let them sort of play out the, the string of the game and to get them in some experience. Could you have done that? Could Brunswick, a, a very small school, one of the smallest schools in the state, could you have done that when you were playing there? Yeah, I don't think we had. I kept a big roster this year. I don't think we had as many, but I think everyone played when I was there. Um, for the most part, there was pretty pretty good depth. Most teams, most of the players on the team played, um, and there wasn't too much drop-off. And, again, that's what we have this year. We can we can play most players, um, have our core core group that really plays the main minutes, and then everyone else comes in and, and, and they do their job. They work hard. Um, and it's, it's been hard trying to find figure out who's, who's playing when, playing time, getting even splits, and who's starting. Yeah, because you have club soccer players that are are, are not starting for you. you yeah. know, most of your starting lineup is uh, is comprised of club soccer players, but but you even have club players that, that don't even uh, crack the crack the starting lineup for you. Has it sort of been a juggling act for you all season, just trying to get the, the lineup right? Yeah, so for a little bit we had some injuries, um, some different things. People couldn't come here and there, you know, um, just some different quarantine type things, making sure everyone's okay with – with COVID, yeah, so it kind of helped with a little bit with lineup. And then last couple games, it's been, hey, let's have a conversation. Just because you're not starting doesn't mean you're not playing well. Everyone's playing really well at this point in time. We kind of got to figure out um, who's in, who's not. But don't take that as anything. Because my girls read into everything. They're not starting. They're like, why am I not starting? What am I doing? What did I do wrong? So Yeah, because they're experienced soccer yeah. players. They're like, am I doing something wrong? Yeah. And, and, and what's your answer to that question when they, when they come to you and say that? Typically, it's just, hey, we, we gotta play, we're going to play different strengths. We know what this team's good at. We're going to play this person here because they're, they're better maybe defending. Or if we need more attack, this person's better attacking. But you're going to be in the game. You're going to get your time. You're going to play, um, play your role. And they understand that, and they understand that every player needs to play their role in order for us to win games and be successful. Do you feel pretty fortunate? Because you guys are one of the very smallest schools in, in, in the entire state. Or, or do you feel fortunate to have a roster this deep and in, in, in this talented? Because not a lot of other small schools uh, in the area have that luxury. Yeah, very fortunate. I think it's due to uh, the youth development there. Uh, the program, Potomac Valley Youth Association, or PBYA, does really well with getting kids in. Uh, we've done really well starting to get them over to the club side now. Um, but it seems to come in waves. Um, my sophomore class only has four. My freshman class came in this year with 16 okay, freshmen. So you have a big freshman class. Yeah, yeah which helped um, with numbers and, and all that as well. Right. What, what do you enjoy the most about coaching this group? Uh, it's Their personalities are fun. 
it's a fun group just to be around, just to joke with. Um, but they know when to joke and when to be serious on the field too. So I like the fact that we can have a balanced team um, and that everyone's just there to play, to get better. And like I said before, play their role. Right. This is the year of what for you at Brunswick? Well, Coach last spring was my first year. So I guess this is kind of my first full official year, but it's, I guess, year two kind of, depending on what you look at it as. Yeah. I mean, what, what does it mean to you to be coaching at your alma mater? Uh, it's, it's very special to come back, um, I think. I know I had a couple other offers or a couple people who said, hey, this coaching job's open. You know, why don't you, why don't you take that? Why don't you take this? And I kind of knew uh, Coach Dave Herbert was leaving soon, so I kind of waited and, and knew I kind of wanted to come back to Brunswick and coach. Did, did, did you always want to coach? Was, was coaching a track that you saw yourself uh, doing eventually? Not really. Um, yes and no. I mean, I think I knew I wanted to stay involved in the game and stuff like that and stay something that was physically active. So, I mean, I also teach PE. And I saw that physical active side. But then um, really in college, I had a, my um, coach was a good role model and saw a strong female lead. And, you know, she's like, hey, you have a good understanding of the game. What do you think? Like, you should you should consider coaching. And I think more so it hits me like, OK, yeah, this is something maybe I want to do after college and stay involved. Right. The thing I've noticed about you is you become more outspoken uh, as a coach. Part <laughs> of it is just part of the job description. You have if you're going to coach, you have to be you have to be outspoken. But, but sort of how have you grown into the role of, of, of a coach? Because you were a, a little quieter, I, I remember, back in high school. Yeah, very quiet. Got yelled at a few times for not um, talking enough on the field. So, yeah, I think um, just even the college game helped me with that, having um, my college coach as a role model, um, being a teacher, being in front of students more often and all that um, has really helped me with coaching um the teaching side of thing going through that degree as a physical education teacher learning learning that stuff has translated also into coaching and, and the different practices needed there have you felt yourself getting more comfortable in the job and in in, in in getting uh just, just more acclimated yeah and i credit my girls too because they are very much like i said their personality is very open they're very talkative um they're fun to joke with they they don't take things too hard so i think that has also helped me you know to build those relationships with them and um i think the fact that they know i came through brunswick and have a little bit of experience and played college you know they reach out more and um try to be very open with them with communication so i think they have also helped me become the coach and open up more um in that aspect when you were playing at brunswick and when you were going to brunswick high school did you see yourself going down the education track? Was education sort of always something that you um, saw yourself doing, or or is that just developed over time and through through your experience? I considered it, um, but I actually went in starting at Slippery Rock University. I went as a sports management major, thinking possibly wanting to do something like athletic directing, um, something in sports. wasn't really sure, um, so I kind of paved the way to kind of think athletic directing and one of my professors there said hey you know athletic directors a lot of times have to teach do you have an interest in teaching I said well yeah I considered it so I then after my first semester freshman year ended up saying well I don't really sports management wasn't really for me it was too many long hours I felt like yeah all the time so I said I'm gonna switch tracks and go physical education physical education and it just so happened that the job opened up at, at, at Brunswick for you uh and, and and you were able to teach and coach uh uh at a place that's very meaningful for you yeah so yeah I spent three years in the county at um Hood College um before and in, in teaching um and then like I said I kind of knew that job might be opening up soon he kind of 
hint, uh, Coach Herbert kind of hinted that he might be leaving soon and uh, came in the year before he left as a volunteer assistant um, and then, you know, was able to come in and, and follow in his footsteps. If you could go back and talk to yourself as a high school student, would, would, would the high school version of you believe that you are where you are right now? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think you, you tell me that. I could picture that. It's not far off from what I was thinking. You know, I was had that in mind. But, um, but yeah, I think definitely I could picture that still as a high school student. Right. Uh, you, your brother, uh, Drew, uh, also played soccer um, at Brunswick, an excellent player, went to Hood College. You went to Slippery Rock. Um, how did you get into soccer, and did you always have that competitive rivalry with, 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 with Drew? Uh, it was just something our parents signed us up for. They signed us up for a couple different sports when we were younger. So I think about four or five, they signed us up. And, uh, yeah, it was just something that, that stuck. We both loved it. Um, for a long time, we were able to compete together. Um, so up until high school, I actually played on the same same team as him. Um, so I would say that comp- we were competitive, but it was more so – me getting to learn from him and his uh, tough love on me when we were playing that shaped me and the player I was. And then more so in high school when we went our separate ways, it was like, hey, I have this many goals, you know, comparing it. But supportive of each other at the same time, but pushing each other well, as well. So it wasn't, it wasn't a fiercely competitive rivalry between you guys? No, I don't. I, don't th- I think, you know, we were both very supportive of each other. We wanted to see each other do, do well. Um, it was just a reminder of, Hey, I'm a little bit ahead in the race right now, or you're you're uh, a little behind. So it's kind of just that, but that also I think pushed us to be better as well. Right. Uh, yeah. Drew was an excellent soccer player. At Brunswick too. Uh, challenging for state. Did, did Drew win a state title? He did. He, yeah. He uh, won it uh, his uh, senior year. Yeah. Uh, senior year, you got to the finals uh, a, a, a couple of times. Uh, Drew had the luxury of going to Hood College. Uh, the, the name. Uh, he, he played for the FC Frederick semi-pro team. So the name sort of stayed in everyone's mind in the area. You went to Western Pennsylvania to play your co- – and it's not that people forgot about you, but, but but you weren't as prominent still in the area as Drew. And you were telling me beforehand uh, uh, when, when you sort of introduce yourself or people realize who you are that, that they, they're like, oh, they, they, they connect. They say, oh, uh, Drew, uh, d- damage, but – um and they, and they say it's funny they say they say do you know drew and you're like yeah i i i, I know drew but 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 we, we have to set the record straight here dara like like you you you, you were a, you were an all-state caliber player right there too and and, and you deserve your due too right <laughs> yeah so he got more high school recognition um i think and like you said he stayed local he got a lot of uh local recognition from uh from college um but i still like to let him know that uh in high or in college, I was an All American, despite the fact that he did deserve the honors. I thought uh, he scored many <laughs> goals, and I thought he got a little ripped off his junior year and senior year, and deserved the honors. But uh, so that's where I kind of get my bragging rights, and he can still say that most people know him from yeah, Frederick yeah, County. People should sort of say, "Hey, uh, hey, Drew, do you know Dara?" Right? It, it should uh, sort of work that way too, right? I uh, think he gets it every once in a while, but not <laughs> as much as of me when they're like, "Oh yeah," like and, and damage isn't a common name, so. I, not, right, like when they're asking me, "Oh yeah, do you know Drew?" I'm like, "Yes, yes." Right. Um, did you play other sports growing up, or was soccer always your sole focus? Uh, played a little bit of mixture of sports, like really young, but then um, in high school, played on the basketball team as well. You you, you played high school basketball yeah. too, um, but what was it about soccer? Why, why, why did you and Drew take to soccer so well? Why did you love soccer so much? 
huh, I'm not sure, I guess. Uh, it was just something that we both had natural instincts for. Mm-hmm. Um, from a young age, it wasn't something that we had to, the basic stuff had to be taught a lot of. It was kind of instinctual. We just kind of went out. And I think the fact that we could do it together and yeah. kind of play together, and it was um, a lot of friends in that area, in that same sport and stuff like that, it made it easier for parents to get us places. And the fact that I, they were willing to, li- willing to let me play on that same team as him. Um, you, and, you and Drew are twins, right? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. So, yeah, so, so, the, so the, the, like you guys have sort of uh, been, on, been on that similar track uh, the whole time. Uh, were, were your parents athletes? Uh, were there other soccer players in the Demich family? Uh, my parents were a- or athletes. My dad played football, baseball, and basketball. My mom ran track. Uh, but there was no soccer experience, no soccer background um, with them coming out of Western PA. Uh, it was more f- football there in that area. So um, they didn't they didn't know much about the soccer game when they were put it first put us in it. But um, right. But 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 for many kids, soccer is their first sport. And, and, and so, so uh, your parents said, hey, let, let's enroll the kids in soccer. And, and, and it, it became sort of a. A, a lifelong sport. Well, what is Drew? What is Drew up to these days? Uh, Drew is currently a math teacher at Urbana High School, okay. and he coaches their boys' JV soccer team. Okay, so you're both you're both involved in uh, teaching. So, so your lives are still on on, on um, uh, parallel um, uh, tracks uh, 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 to to a large degree. Yeah, and stay very connected. Still, still very much um, have a great relationship to each other all the time. Talk soccer all the time. Talk teaching. Um, whenever, whenever we're together. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's awesome that you have someone to sort of uh, share experiences with and, and, and commiserate over, over things uh, with as well. How did the Damage Clan uh, land in Frederick County? Uh, I guess that was just a job opportunity for my dad. Uh, he works down in D.C., uh, yeah. so he traveled. They came down this way um, for for that opportunity. Were you, were you in, born in Brunswick or? Uh, well, my parents were living in. Frederick County at the time in Jefferson, um, but we were actually born in in Pennsylvania in Pittsburgh. Oh, you you were born in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So so what were your impressions of Brunswick as, as a young kid, a much much smaller town than Pittsburgh? Obviously. Well, that's that's all we know. We only knew the Jefferson Brunswick area. We grew up like I said, okay. it was, they were up up in Pittsburgh at the time, um, but we grew up here. That's like really uh, we don't know the city life. We know the the country life of Brunswick and uh, Jefferson. Right. Um, so the opportunity to coach at Brunswick, you, you knew Coach Herber might, might be stepping down. Were, were you in touch with John Jarrett, the athletic director, or was, was he sort of uh, uh, gauging your interest in the job, or sort of, sort of how did the job materialize for you at Brunswick? I had wanted – I had kind of thought, like, he knew he was kind of possibly getting close. Um, so I had asked him the spring before if I could come out and help that next fall. Um, so I got to be around the team, and then I had seen uh, Coach Jarrett around the fields and talked to him and stuff like that. Um, however, I don't think I ever really expressed interest to him and said, "Hey, like I, I want, I want to interview or I want the job." Until the job actually came available and I put my application in. I think he he probably knew, um, but I don't think again going back to the quiet shyness, just kind of was feeling things out and um, seeing seeing not not telling everyone what my my thoughts were. Yeah, I mean, has it been a challenge for you? Has it been difficult for you to be, become a little more outgoing and sort of grow into the role of a coach? Yeah, I would a little bit, and then, um, but also I think just with the maturity of, of everything, of teaching and landing a job, and after going to college, it's it's been an easy transition as well. I say it was harder, more trying to become a teacher during my student teaching days and stuff like that, 
but by the time that was over, it was pretty easy switch to, to coaching. Hey, wh wh where do you see your biggest areas of, of, of growth in that area? Wh wh where do you think you've grown the most? Um, probably definitely the communication aspect. Um, just even communicating like what I want the girls to execute, um, explaining a drill, uh, making sure all that is, is understandable. Um, and then just being, um, I now pride myself on being a very open communication coach. Like every, every practice, Hey, you want to come talk? You want to know what's going on? You want to know why you're not getting more minutes and stuff like that. So I think I've made a huge step from when I was younger to having those conversations now. So I think that's a huge growth, um, in my area of coaching. Do you take a lot of pride in that? Yeah. I, I, I think I, um, as a player, I always wanted to know where I kind of stood. Like, what what can I do to get better? Where um, where am I at? Like, so I think it's. I really like the fact that a coach is willing to tell you, uh, "Hey, this is what you need to work on. This is why you're not really playing the minutes that you want to play and stuff like that." And being open and honest with them, because then I feel like, okay, now I know. Sometimes when you don't know, it's it's, well, what am I doing wrong? And you get into playing mind games with yourself, and I don't want the girls in their own head. Right. You said you got yelled at for for not for not talking more as, as a player. Like, what, what what would be said to you? Just hey, just like calling for the ball. Like, hey, you're wide open. Why aren't you calling for it? Like, yell for it, demand it. Um, I I guess I kind of just thought my teammates would know I was there. <laughs> right. What well, was it? Was it in high school and college? More so college or more so high school? Or was was Coach Herber uh, uh, challenging you to to be a little more outspoken? Or I wouldn't say necessarily as much high school. I think having grown up with those players. I was more comfortable with them. I think in the club and college aspect, it was more so like, hey. And I think quickly, as come becoming a college athlete, like you learned, okay, you have to figure out your weaknesses. And that was one of mine. So I think quickly, freshman year, I realized, okay, if I want to be on the field, I got to I gotta figure this out. And, um, and then as you get to know those players and you become best friends with them, it, it then becomes easy. Um, but I think definitely the club side of things, it was more hesitant um, – to speak up sometimes right and now you're here on a podcast could you have imagined <laughs> could, could, could you have imagined yourself no. on a podcast uh, years ago not at all <laughs> right uh and, and when i when i asked you to be on i i, I wasn't sure exactly what you what what you were gonna you're you gonna say but but obviously uh, uh, it's great to have you on here um what, what sort of expectations have you laid out um uh, uh for your girls and, and for your team this season um biggest expectation is we work hard on and off the field um, you know, school's a big part of being the student athlete. So I ask them to make sure that's taken care of first. And then every time we step on the field, whether it's practice or a game, we're, we're putting in our best effort. We're making each other better each, each day, um, in order to compete each game. And no matter what we compete, um, we've had the fortune right now of, of being on the end of a lot of big wins. Um, but if we were on the other side of that, I would ask them still to compete. Um, and, and that's one of our, things that we always talk about we got to compete no matter what we got to play hard and we got to play with one another yeah i mean your your, your wins uh, uh this year over uh, north hagerstown smithsburg uh, clear spring uh, mountain ridge who uh, typically is a, is a is, or has been a very strong state soccer power you guys had a nice win over them uh, you, you beat catoctin um, Liberty gotcha. And then, and then you were playing in a tournament and you, and, and, and you lost to Oakdale, but that, but that's after already playing and winning a game in that tournament, right? Yeah. And Oakdale's a great, great program. They got a lot of great players and talent there this year. Um, we competed in every aspect, but I, we definitely were tired. Um, and that no excuse, you know, uh, we come out and play everything. Um, but the girls definitely, 
you know, right then and there, I saw, okay, we can compete with anyone. I know um, Oakdale has a great team, and we're competing with them. We're playing right at their level. Um, so from that moment, I kind of was like, okay, we're going to be okay this year. It, it, it's sort of baptizing baptism by fire coaching here in frederick county right because 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 every team's uh, usually pretty solid yeah and that's what i've told my girls we can't go into any game taking any game lightly any day anyone can beat anyone um you know you never know just looking at the scores someone could have had an off day but that doesn't mean anything so we got to come out um we can't get in our mindset or get too cocky over something yeah even even catoctin on on tuesday night catoctin the week earlier beat middletown middletown's been a state level program uh for for years and years under heather klein so so that's not even a game you could take lightly yeah so that's like right now is the big conversation is we play as of right now we play middletown tomorrow um and the girls kind of know catoctin beat middletown i said hey that's not you know middletown's going to come out and compete no matter what middletown's a great program great coaching so just because you saw one score, just one result doesn't mean anything. Right. Brunswick has always sort of had success against Middletown. You, I think I believe when you were playing there, you, you got Middletown a time or two during, during, during their run, right? We played Middletown twice in the time that I was there in my four years, um, and we split games. So we actually broke their like undefeated streak after they had won so many games. Like that. I think they had won two state championships and yeah. were – yeah. had a streak of winning and we we beat them my junior year and then they got us my senior year yeah so again uh, you can't take anyone lightly uh in, in frederick county because uh 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 any, any night uh someone um uh, can get you yeah um uh do you guys talk about the playoffs talk about states at all or is that not, not something that really comes up a whole lot we have little a little bit um i've put in their heads like hey if, if, if you compete if you have the potential um, but you all have to buy in. But we also, it's one game at a time. So we try to focus on the next game up. Um, but I do want them to still see the bigger picture and see what they're competing for each, each time they go out there and play. Like, hey, this is for a conference game. This is a regional game. This is a team that we could see in the playoffs. So um, it's talked about a little bit, but it, and it's in the back of everyone's head, but it's not talked about each game. Right. So you're hired at Brunswick. You, you you take over at your alma mater. It's a big opportunity for you. But but we're still in the middle of of the pandemic, of course. And 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 this is back in the spring where where things we we don't we have the vaccine, but we don't know the direction this thing is sort of going to take. How difficult or challenging was it for you to take over during that spring season d- during all this uncertainty? Yeah. So I got hired in January of 2020 not expecting anything thinking okay starting to plan already for the fall season like okay got this player kind of already know and oh, so, so you were hired before the pandemic so yeah was a couple, even a couple months before yeah. the pandemic and then all of a sudden this hits and you're thinking okay it's gonna blow over by the fall we're starting to get return to play practices you think it's gonna and then um everything kind of comes to a halt so yeah it was and i and i thought last year we had really good potential great um a good team like a lot of kids right now um played last year as well you know I think I have something like 10 or 12 returners and then with some of the senior class that left last year you know I was ready to compete I was ready to see what what we had to bring and so that was disappointing um but it was nice to get that spring season we got into the CMC championship and I think that showed us okay like we're ready to compete and I think it was also a nice little uh adjustment period to a new coach for the girls um coach Herber's a great coach but we have very different coaching styles 
Right. So I think there was an adjustment period for the girls to be like, oh, okay, this is how, how she wants things done compared to how things were done in the past. And what, what did it mean for you to get to the championship game? You, you played a great Tuscarora team, and Tuscarora is going to challenge for a state title in Class 3A this year. But what, what, what did it mean to, to you and the girls to, to, to get to the championship game uh, d- during the spring? I think for most girls, it, it opened their eyes that um, I think Brunswick sometimes had a reputation of, oh, it's just Brunswick. And we gotten away from that. It would, that we're not just we're not just out here playing for fun. We're out here to compete, and that we can be a special school. We can be a special program if if we uh, work at what we're working what we're working towards. We execute what we're asked to be executed. Um, so I think it was it's kind of a turning point for them to see. Um, yeah, we can compete with the bigger schools. We're not just that one A school off on the, the other side of the county from everyone else. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you're, uh, you gave Oakdale a game, and, and Oakdale's been a traditional state power. I, I'm, I'm sure you guys are kind of hoping to get back into that championship game again this year. Yeah, and I think we can compete. You know, we got tough competition. Like I said, Middletown always competes. Walkersville competes. Um, so, But we are looking to hopefully see if we, we could play a potential Tuscarora or Urbana. Yeah, and, and you were telling me uh, after the Catoctin game that you, you've gotten contributions from everyone. I, I, I think going into that game, you said you, 11 different players had either uh, notched a goal or an assist for you. So so really, uh, you, your, your scoring's pretty uh, well distributed. Uh, you guys play some pretty good defense. So really, it, it is – it's not just a cliche. It, it has been a full-team effort for you guys so far. Yeah, and we added one more player last night to the stat sheet who added in a – they're uh, an assist so now we have 12 players on the scoring sheet and um you know we've asked the girls to be unpredictable and I think that's one thing is um you know one of the players said oh what if they want to mark one of our players okay that's fine look at our scoring we don't it's not just one player doing everything we have a we have a team effort so um I think that makes us very unpredictable as well Right, a uh, lot, lot, lot. You have a big freshman class, but I, I, I see lots of juniors, lots of seniors on your roster. Who, who would you say are the team uh, leaders? Um, that's hard to say because we do have a lot of people that um, that lead this team, whether it's through example or by being vocal. Uh, my whole back line, starting back line, is all seniors who all are very good. Um, Maggie, Cheyenne, yeah. Anna, and, and Emily all all lead very well. Um, have shown kind of the underclassmen or the juniors and stuff like that, what it, what it means to be on that back line and hold shutouts. Um, and then Hannah Estep, who had a fantastic game against Catoctin. And yeah, three goals, two assists. Yeah, yeah. Riley Backer um, has played very well as the team leading scorer right now, and Atia um, Jackson, who's right behind her, all make great contributions and um, lead the team. Yeah, uh, tell us about Hannah and Riley. Um, Hannah's been – I think it's been like a breakout year for Hannah. She didn't have as much. She was always quiet. Like midfielder did like a lot of stuff, really good stuff, but she's really found the back of the net this year more so. Um, and, um, you know, she's playing a little bit of ver- very versatile player, has some speed. Um, it's just an extremely hard worker and, and it's paid off for her. Um, and it's very good. It's a great team player. It's a captain for us this year. Um, and is a great role model for the younger girls in the program. And uh, Riley's a junior for you, right? Yeah, so Riley's a junior. She came up last year as a sophomore, and is um, she's like kind of the heart of the heart of the midfield. Um, everyone works well around well around her, um, but Riley is hard to beat in that midfield and hard to get a ball off of. And um, her passes are are great. Um, I wish I had someone 
passing me balls like she did in high school. Um, I can't, yeah. I can't imagine not that my teammates weren't great, but again, they didn't have the club experience that experience growing up and, and she plays, she finds, she finds her forwards um, really well. And again, another versatile player that I can play almost anywhere on the field if needed. And, and, and uh, Atia could jump into the scoring mix for, for you Atia as well. Atia led the team last year. And yeah, so Atia's right there on um, Riley's heels and they're both, but again, um, they're not competitive with each, none of the girls are competitive with each other. They all love seeing each other score goals and are very supportive. Um, and they want to see the team do well. But Atia is um, a great little forward who can also, you know, very versatile as well. Um, and has seen, I've seen a lot of growth in Atia from the time she was a freshman until now. And what, what makes your, your back lines experience, like you say, what, what makes them play so well together? Uh, I think the fact too that they've they've played with each other a long time. They all came out of this PBYA program before they went to club. Um, so I think a lot of them ended up going to club more so um, seventh, eighth grade in high school, and they all developed under the PBYA um, Youth Association. So they they grew up together. They played together. They know each other. Um, so I think that helps them kind of just finding each other and understand the balance between one another, communicating with one another. One another. Yeah, in, in your goaltending situation, you, you you're rotating uh, goalkeepers right now. Uh, well, we we have one one goalkeeper on varsity. We brought with the not having a JV team last night. Oh, okay. we brought our JV yeah, goalie yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. But um, but Morgan uh, Durrell is your is your keeper. Yeah, but there's some possibilities of maybe looking at some other things in the future. Okay, with us. Yeah. Okay, uh, is that something you worry about um, uh, down down the line, not having a keeper necessarily? A, 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 a single keeper no yes and no um i think our keeper situation right now is is pretty good you know morgan Durrell's in there and then we have um sydney williams who's who is a freshman on the jv team who can come um when needed okay so so, so more morgan morgan's doing what 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 you're asking her to do and in, in, in your in your confident in morgan uh, well yeah morgan does great um However, we are gonna we're gonna bring Sydney tomorrow um, against Middletown. Yeah, okay. And Sydney's gonna gonna play, and so there might be more possibilities that they split. It might be, they both have their strengths um, and weaknesses. So again, it, I think it's kind of like our starting lineup, who fits better for each game. Sure, Ab- absolutely. Um, since you have such an experienced team, since since there have been many of them have been year round lifelong soccer players, does that change the way you talk to them? Does that change the way you coach them at all? Yeah, it's definitely easier for me to sometimes break things down um it's not breaking things down as much because they already like okay we got it we picked it up already we get what you're saying um they have higher soccer iqs um compared to coaching some of the girls that maybe haven't played as much and it's like okay now we need it like let's first focus on this step before we get to the next step um where some of the girls that have played we can go right to step five because they get it right um yeah so that sort of helped ease your transition right as a coach because you've had all these experienced players that that's made your yeah ju- i've been extremely li- life life a little easier right? been extremely lucky to inherit a team that is is has a lot of potential right now and has a lot of talent right well hey dara we we uh, uh it's been great having you on we we appreciate you coming on um we wish you well um uh, for the rest of the season and uh, and i gotta say it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of fun watching your team play you, you score a lot of goals so uh, so, so we'll, we'll, we hope we hope you guys can, are able to make another uh, d- deep playoff run this year uh, thank you we hope to continue to score but i appreciate you having us out having me out yeah and you coach uh, club soccer too right yes and is, is, is it uh complete 180 when when you go from high school practice to club practice 
Yeah, so I coach club with FC Frederick, and um, I have a younger team, a U13 slash 14 team. Um, and yeah, it's a completely different game. It's it's more so is breaking down, and they're they're learning 11 v 11 for the first time. Um, so it's definitely having more patience with them and, and coach a completely different coaching style than yeah, high school. Yeah, it seems like it's a total 180 from your high school team where, yeah. where, you, just, where you just sort of roll the soccer balls out and everyone sort of knows what to do already. Yeah, so. it's very much yeah, very much coaching <laughs> of, hey, every, even the warm-up, hey, go warm up, go do this stretch, go do that stretch more so than the girls that have been playing and just, and just do it right. and the captains lead the way. Well, hey, uh, great, great having you on. And again, uh, we wish you well for the rest of the season. Um, My thanks to all of you for listening, uh, to Graham Cullen uh, for producing the podcast. Uh, We will see you back here next week on the final score. Thanks, everyone.